You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Che. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. I feel led to do something a little bit different. I've, you've heard the statement, if you give a man a fish, Brother Danny, you feed him for what? I asked Brother Danny. <laughs> a day. But if you teach a man to fish, you bore him for life. Or no, you feed him for life. That's what it is. So... I love, I, I, I don't preach a lot of series. I do enjoy series. Um, but I'm afraid when many pastors preach, let me say this. I'm afraid that when I preach series, I tend to hold the next messages over your head like some type of cliffhanger. Like, come back next week in order for you to find. And, you know, I was convicted about that today because what happens if somewhere in between this week and next week you needed what I should have just told you up front? The Bible doesn't hold anything back. The Bible doesn't say, oh, read this verse and then stop and don't come back until next week. No, you very well may need that next verse. So I have six different messages for now that I want to preach you during this series. And I was just gonna take them one week at a time on Sunday nights, but I think what I wanna do is I wanna tell you all of them up front so that we can come back later and we'll spend time on them. But I want you to know all of them because this matter of temptation is really important. But then my decision is do I just tell you them or do I give you the opportunity to fish them out? And I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a little bit of an open forum session, if you will. If you want to pair up as or, or section up or row up, you can do that. But who knows? Maybe you say, here's what I get out of it, and then you elongate my series, and I can preach on that too. But I want to read one verse to begin with. And we're going to go up to a certain point of the introduction and then I want to see what you get out of it. Look at what Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 says. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. How to survive the wilderness of temptation. And we're not talking about trials. Sometimes temptations can mean trials. Sometimes they can mean tests. And in that case, they can come from the Lord. Genesis chapter 22, verse 1. God did tempt Abraham. Now we know from James chapter 1, God, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. God cannot be tempted of evil, neither tempteth he any man. So that word in Genesis chapter 22, verse 1, is talking about a test, not a temptation to sin. Temptation can mean a trial or a test, and at that point, it can come from God. But in this series, I am talking about a temptation 
to sin. Now, can temptation to sin be considered a trial? Absolutely. Can it be considered a test? Absolutely. Can it be considered an attack? Absolutely. But specifically, I'm talking about a temptation to sin. That is never from God. God never tempts somebody to sin. You always have an enticer. My son, when sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away from his own lust and enticed. That enticer might be a person. That enticer might be a friend, a cousin, a woman, a man. It might be anybody, but the, it can always be traced back to the devil. The devil is the source of temptation to sin. How to survive it. Lord, we ask that you would bless this series, bless the message tonight. Help us to get something from your word. Save the soul here that is not going to heaven, that does not know you as Savior. Please convict them even now. Have them to ask themselves the question, do I know if I were to die right now that I'd go to heaven? And if that answer is no, please help them trust in you today and to follow along with the message. And then, Lord, watch over Christians and believers who are all going to struggle with this matter of temptation to sin. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. None of us can escape being tempted to sin. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common. Such as is common to man. You are not the only person being tempted to sin. You will not escape temptation. We cannot escape being tempted to sin. However, we can escape giving in to that temptation. None of us can escape being tempted to sin. All of us can escape giving in to that temptation. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. None of us can avoid the wilderness of temptation, but we can survive it. Now, in order to learn how to survive, we're going to look to the greatest example. We're going to look to what the Lord did in his wilderness of temptation. This story of Jesus provides all the training that we will ever need in order to survive the wilderness of temptation. Now, we need to understand context here, and we're getting up to your homework part. Follow along. This is the, these are the hints that will allow you to get the right answers in just a little bit. Matthew chapter 3 introduces us to a character named John the Baptist. John the Baptist is on the scene to make way for the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And he does so by preaching, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Man cannot bring the kingdom of heaven. God has to bring the kingdom of heaven. Messiah has to bring the kingdom of heaven. Any Jew was going to know what the kingdom of heaven is at hand meant. The Messiah is near. At another point, John said, there standeth one among you that we know not whose shoe latchet I am not worthy to unloose. And then he always said this, there cometh one after me. He that cometh after me, I baptize you with water, but he that comes after will do this. 
Art thou the Christ? They would ask John the Baptist. No, I am not he. Who are you then? I am the voice crying in the wilderness, make way, uh, prepare ye the way of the Lord. There cometh one after me who will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He made it very clear. Here comes Jesus, about 30 years old, in Matthew chapter 3, and he's ready to begin his ministry. However, he cannot start his ministry without a very crucial step. And what do we see that step as being in Matthew chapter 3? Baptism. He needs to be baptized. And this is what he tells John. This, um, uh, where, is, where is it? Thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. I need to be baptized of you. Thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. It only stands to reason. If you're going to fulfill all righteousness, you have to start with fulfilling the first step of it. There's a term in golf. If you want to birdie every hole, you've got to birdie the first one. Right? If you don't birdie the first one, you're not going to birdie all of it. So if you're going to fulfill all righteousness, you've got to fulfill the first. So he's baptized. And when Jesus comes out of the waters of baptism, something incredible happens. The heavens open. The Holy Spirit descends in the form of a dove, lights upon him, and a voice of his beloved Father says openly and clearly, audibly and loudly, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. What an incredible time of obedience in Jesus' life. What an incredible time of humility and submission. What an incredible time of excitement. What an incredible time of wonder and blessing and approval and potential in Jesus' life. What happens next? Preach. Nope. Heal. Nope. Perform miracles. Nope. Conquer Jerusalem. That's what they wanted. No. Choose apostles. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Now, there's an extremely important word in that verse. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, it's crucial to our understanding of how to survive the wilderness of temptation. What is it? Nope. What is it? Nope. It was, it was right on the screens. Then. Then. Who said then? Then is a crucial word. I'm not saying it's the most important word in that verse, but it's a crucial word for us to understand how to survive the wilderness of temptation. I find six lessons that that word can teach us to help you survive, help you endure, help you escape temptation. Does anyone see a lesson that that word then might teach you? After what we have just seen in Matthew chapter 3, then 
was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. What does that word then teach you? It teaches me six different things. Anyone want to take a stab? Miss Amanda? Okay, he, the, the Spirit led him. Here's, here's what I see. If he didn't have the Spirit, because we read a little bit later that the devil comes and tempts him three different times. And what is Jesus' answer to the devil each three times? It is written. The Word, which was inspired by the Spirit, so, Miss Amanda, would you agree if we were to take your idea just a little bit further, we would have to say, then is when we need scripture. And then if we're going to go beyond that, we better know scripture before then. If then comes in our life and we don't know what is written, how are we going to say it is written? So there is one lesson that then teaches us. When then comes, you're going to need scripture. And you're going to have to take a step before that. Then you'd better know scripture before then. So good one. Anyone want to say anything else? What does then teach us? Yeah. That the devil doesn't like it when... You make good decisions. Then is after a victory. Yeah. That's what we're going over tonight. Jesus just got baptized. What a time of obedience. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Then. What else do you see? Brother Steve? Oh, yeah. There is no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. Absolutely. Another one? Yes, ma'am? Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you are saved and right with the Lord, you better be right with the Lord. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Miss Alana? Hmm? I think that goes along with Brother Ben's. If you're following the Lord, it's going to lead to spiritual victory. And it doesn't spare you from temptation. Here's another one that I see, because I think we could go. On. Here's, an, here's what I see. Here are the six that I find. Then is after a victory. Then is at the start of the next step that you're taking for the Lord. This was at the very beginning of his ministry. I'm coming then. Then is when you need scripture. How about this one? 40 days. 40 days. Now, it's not that the devil waited. If you read the other scriptures, all, all throughout those 40 days, the devil was tempting him. Constant. But here's, here's, what, I, here's what I learned from that. Then is when you're weak. He waited until Jesus was hungry. 
and beaten down. He doesn't care when you're beaten down, sir. He doesn't care when you're beaten down, ma'am. A good enemy knows how to take advantage of that. Here's the fifth one that I see. Then is not the end. Then is not the end. The Lord came through it. There was a way to escape. He came through it. When you go through the wilderness of temptation, it's not the end. There's a purpose for it. And you can come through stronger. But then there's one in Luke that says this, the devil departed from him to return at another season. Then is not the last. Do we see all of those? And I want to go through all six of those with you to teach you how to survive the wilderness of temptation. Then is after a victory. That's what we're going to talk about today. Then is before something big that you're going to do for the Lord. Then is when you're weak. Then is when you need scripture. Then is not the end. And then is not the last. And I want you to remember all of those. And I think you could do your own study and figure out how you can apply that to your life on your own. But we'll, we'll do it together. For now, let's look at this. Then is after a victory. It was after Jesus obeyed. It was after he was baptized. It was after he heard these words from the greatest man born of woman. Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. It was after he heard these words from his father. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Then Satan set his eyes on Jesus. Then, after a great victory, temptation came to sin against the same God who just blessed him audibly. Was Jesus really tempted? Yes. He was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. Was the God in him tempted? No, God can't be tempted to sin. Was the man in him tempted? When the devil said, command these stones to be made bread. Yes, he was. Young people, focus. Was he tempted when he said, bow down before me and I'll give you all these kingdoms? Was he tempted when he said, cast yourself off and prove that your word is true? My Bible says he was tempted. Right after a victory, one would think Satan would be discouraged by such a victory. I can't attack him now. He's on cloud nine. One would think Satan would do the gentlemanly thing and give Jesus some time to celebrate. <laughs> One would think that Satan would be intimidated by such a victorious man. I see no such discouragement to Satan's morale. I see no such courtesy in giving Jesus a moment to enjoy. I see no such retreat in the aftermath of such a spiritual triumph in Jesus' life. It was after a victory, 
then Satan came. That's all my messages tonight. It was after Jesus was baptized that then Satan came, then temptation came. It was after Noah exited the ark, then Satan came to get him drunk. It was after Joseph was promoted in Potiphar's palace. There came the flusi. It was after Israel crossed the Red Sea. Temptation to idolatry. It was after Israel defeated Jericho. Temptation of pride. Do we really need to take that much to AI? Or how about this? Achan, after the, after the victory of Jericho, temptation, after that victory, to take what didn't belong to him. That's when Satan came in his life. It was after Elijah slew 850 prophets, then Satan came with the temptation to quit. It was after David had conquered so much, he had so much political and military power and might and reputation and intimidation. I don't need to go out with the kings this time. Then Satan came with Bathsheba. It was after Solomon was blessed beyond words. Then temptation came to compromise with women. It was after Hezekiah was miraculously healed. Then Babylon came. It was after Peter declared, Thou art the Christ. Blessed art thou, Simon, son of Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. It was then when Jesus said, I'm about to go up to Jerusalem and I'm going to be killed. Not so, Lord. Get thee behind me, Satan. Whoa. It was after a huge victory of confession that Satan came with the temptation for Peter to have his way. Church, it will be after you choose to be faithful to church. Then he'll come. It will be after you quit social media. Then he'll come. It will be after you quit smoking and drinking and watching filth and doing drugs. It will be after that he'll come. Oh, and he'll come with seven more wicked. Because if he can get you to relapse, I can tell you of somebody very recently, I'm done with social media. I'm done with social media. Two weeks later, they were back. And the addiction was much stronger. Reformation without replacement brings relapse. It will be after you answer the call to service. Satan will do the gentlemanly thing and say, well, take your time. Get settled. Right, Brother Mark? It will be after the call to, you answer the call to service, then he comes. 
It will be after you get saved. Then he comes. You get saved Sunday morning, he'll be there Sunday night. Did you know that Satan attends every baptism? Do you know that Satan attends every high school graduation, every Bible college graduation? He attends every single one. It will be after you get baptized, then he comes. After you join the church, he's coming. It will be after you decide to be a soul winner, then. Then he comes. It will be after you receive that promotion, then he comes. It will be after you have a huge and obvious answer to prayer. Then he comes. It will be after you have a great church service. Then he comes. It will be after you have a big day in October with 310 people and 15 souls saved. You'd think he'd leave us alone. Then he comes. It will be after you have a time of godly fellowship on a Sunday night. Before you get home, you'll be thinking awful things. It will be after you decide to read your Bible. And sometimes even while you're reading your Bible, then he comes. It will be after you decide to have victory in prayer. Lord, I am not letting you go until you bless me. Then he comes. It will be after you graduate high school. Then he comes. After you graduate college, then he comes. After an important decision, then. Now, church, why is that important? Why is that important for you to know? How does that help you to survive? Jesus gives a, a principle in Matthew chapter 24, and it doesn't apply to the devil. In fact, it applies to his coming. But he gives a universal truth. He gives a universal principle. He says this, you know, if somebody who lived in a house knew when the thief was coming, he'd stay up and watch so that he would not allow the thief to break in and disrupt his things. So church, if you know when he's going to come, you can watch. And you need to understand, if you're going to survive, tip number one of surviving the wilderness of temptation, not much attracts the tempter more than a spiritual victory in your life. The fireworks that light the sky over your spiritual successes are also the beacon that shifts his crosshairs right to where you are. The bells of celebration over your feast are also the alarm that draws him near. Spiritual victories are not your letters of exemption from the wilderness of temptation. They're your ticket to ride. So what does it mean for us? Don't get caught off guard. Don't get caught off guard. Sing. And, and, and victories are incredible. 
I'm not saying don't enjoy the victory. Sing, but keep your helmet on. And rejoice. Keep your sword in your hand. And hug. Keep your shield. Hug with your shield. Might be a little uncomfortable. It's a lot more uncomfortable than being attacked without your shield of faith. The devil doesn't care. You just had a victory. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. Celebrate. But keep your eyes open. Dance. It's all right, Baptist. Dance. But keep your armor on. Clink, click, clink, click, clink, click, clink, click, clink, click, clink, click, clink. Feast, but be sober. Cheer, but be vigilant. Because even after a victory, especially after a victory, your adversary the devil walketh about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Then, don't get caught off guard. He's a mountain lion. Victories are great. But how many people do you know fell right after a great victory? So church, will you do me a favor? Think about this throughout the week. Keep it in the forefront of your mind. Man, it's been a good day. You better watch. You know, I've really, really enjoyed that time with my wife today. You better watch. Man, we saw so many people saved today. You better watch. It's when you're pillowing your head at night after a wonderful day at church that he comes with those thoughts. And he comes with those questions. He doesn't care. In fact, it attracts him. Don't be caught off guard. Do we remember the other ones? Then is after a victory. We're going to go over them every week. Then is before your next big step, whatever it is. Then is when you're weak. He will break you down. He doesn't mind playing the long game. He'll be patient. Then is when you need scripture, which means you better know scripture before then. Then is not the end. There's a purpose. Then is not the last. He'll be back again. Watch. Endure. And through Christ... Survive. Escape. He's with you in it. He's with you in it. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.